0: Is uh, good to be together. Uh, for those of you uh, watching virtually, engaging worship virtually, uh, uh, again apologies for maybe the connection and the stuff here today. But let's focus in and receive what God has for us today. Uh, Josh and worship team, thank you so much. Uh, there's often times when I when I uh, when I preach, when I share, when I feel like everything that we needed to receive was received in worship and song. that is if uh, almost as if in that context. God already did the work, um, but I will, I will share this message today uh, in many ways just because it's one that's been burning on my heart and this, uh, this whole series, uh, I, m- many of you would have heard uh, this, uh, some of this at least, the beginning intro uh, earlier this year um, in May when I did it uh, recorded pre-recorded for all the district churches, but a series of messages on this word clarity which you'll understand a little bit better in a second just kind of how that was formed in my heart. And I want to just share a little bit about the backdrop very briefly. Uh, a little over a year ago, uh, September of 2019, uh, in obedience to something God has stirred in my heart for about uh, a year, I led a group of, uh, of men, uh, with just four of us on a, on a team called A Learning Journey to Bulgaria. And in the midst of that, God started stirring some new things in me, stirred some new things in us in, in the midst of that. And it really was one of those places where I looked at it and I'm like, wow, God, I've been in in many places of church leadership. i pastored, I'm a bishop, but it feels like you're just starting again into this space and place um, where you are, uh, somebody helped me out with the mic there, now they can actually hear me. Thank you, Jonathan. But where you are doing something even deeper in me than what you've done before. And that's the thing about God. You discover this part and then he invites you into something deeper. Brings more clarity about who he is and how we try to limit it and say, I understand God now. I read the Bible and I've got it all figured out. This verse means this, this verse means that. And then God's like, I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than what you've experienced. I returned back from that, uh, from that trip and uh, in, in that context that fall, December, one of my team members, Larry, texted me. Uh, I was just getting ready to do a showing for real estate. And uh, he just texted me and said, can you talk? I had a little bit of time. I was waiting. We, we talked briefly, and he just said, this, Keith, as I prayed for you today, I felt like the Lord said that 2020 will be the year of clarity for you. I'm like, yeah, I receive it. I want clarity. I entered into 2020 with a lot of energy. I, I, I started uh, doing some preaching and connecting in that context at different places, began to develop some of what was there in this, in this series of messages, and then March came pandemic, churches shut down, at least in terms of our public gathering, and God started speaking to me. I'm not sure there's a year that I remember where I've received more from the Lord, where there's been more clarity about what God wants to do, and so much more of the joy of the Lord in the midst of that. One of the the results of much of that for me was indeed that Uh, there was just places and encounters of God and God's presence that was just at a a whole new level. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic feeling in the natural, this clarity word didn't make sense at all. I look back now with kind of a year, almost a year's glance into that, and I realized that God was using every one of these situations for spiritual clarity in my life, and I believe spiritual clarity in the church and so I've sensed that there is this, this place of discomfort with something different than what I've experienced in the past, uh, not accustomed to, to new ways of connecting with God and new things that God is doing, but there's a refocusing, that clarity, deeply connecting with what I shared is what I call the character equation that begins to shape a teaching that I uh, that prepared. Some of you may remember these words, I call it the character equation, It's presence plus purity plus passion plus purpose plus, uh, 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 I think that slide is actually wrong. Uh, Look at there, it it should say posture, but uh, sometimes even people like me get things typed wrong. Presence plus purity plus passion plus purpose plus that posture equals the glory of God. That reality that the glory of God happens when our lives are transformed and changed and formed into the very character of Jesus where we're shaped into something that is different than what was before. And I felt like God's been using many circumstances, we can call it the pandemic, but many circumstances in 2020 to take our eyes off of our circumstances and the things that we're used to kind of having the way we want. And he's drawing us to a place of connecting more deeply with him. In our August uh, bridge team, uh, meeting, we were talking a lot about, and we talked about this whole thing as a as a as a bridge team, but also as as uh, East Pete Mennonite Church. This whole thing of together creating something new, and uh, in those in the context of that meeting, and from the minutes there, there was this place where we simply said, "We are not restarting, we are rebuilding, and creating something new together." That sense that the truth is we're being drawn by God's Spirit as a people to something new. And it's always a hard—it's hard to imagine something new because we know what's familiar. We know what we're used to, what we like, what feels good. Actually, not much of anything in 2020 really felt good, did it? Does that mean that because it didn't feel good, God went away? No. Still present, still inviting us into a space and a place to connect with God. And so in that context, the something new is hard to imagine, but our sense as a bridge team is that we're, we're not being called to get through the pandemic and return to what was in February 2020, which was when I started working on this message series, uh, but that God is truly calling us to be something new at East Pete Mennonite Church. as It's, a, it's this foundation that is to be the nature and character of Jesus formed in us That changes the way we interact, changes the way we talk about other people, changes the way we talk about our lives, changes the way we live. That's what he invites us into. In the middle of a pandemic, he invites us into transformation, not into a place of trying to fix it or repair things. And so I just invite us to open our hearts together to receive something new from the Lord to allow him to reveal that stuff to us, to review what it is he wants to do. This is not something we figure out in our head, but it's something that is formed in us by the Spirit of God. And so entering into the new can be scary and unsettling, so our eyes must be fixed on Jesus. He's the author, the perfecter, the transformer of our lives, of our faith. And so I just invite you, wherever you're seated, wherever you are, just to open your hands like this before the Lord. And this is really a posture of being ready to receive at the beginning of 2021. God, we confess that in the midst of our frustrations and our judgments, our judgments we've received from others, we have become frustrated with too much and even much that's in the church. And we ask for an overhaul. We ask like Jonathan does with a car, that there would be an overhaul of the engine of our heart. That would change us from the inside out. Would change the way we talk, the way we think, the way we interact, and the way we be. That we would be more focused on becoming rather than doing. And in that, that you would change us and this gathering at East Pete. That we would be formed to be able to create something new together with you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So about a year ago... I was asking the Lord to help me understand what uh, what was meant by clarity. And this image uh, that uh, Derek just popped up again in front of that image, uh, with spiritual glasses, that began to stir in me. God wants to give us new lenses to see what he sees. You see, oftentimes we're looking and we look at the situation, what's there, and we're like, I don't like that, or I think it should be this way. And we actually aren't really seeing well at all. If you knew me and what I can and cannot see, I can barely see Josh sitting there up front, other than there's a little bit of a... No, that's not a grin. That's his mask, okay. Um, But a a recognition that we don't see well because we think we've got perspective, but we actually don't. He wants to give us new lenses to see what he sees, spiritual glasses to understand things from his perspective and to begin to have clarity about what really matters to God. And, and, and what doesn't matter or isn't so important to God, including the things we've held on to from the past. We all do that. I look at my family system and the things that we were and were becoming, and there's things that some in the family system want to hold on to and say, we should always do this. We should keep on meeting like this. And I'm like, I have my own family now, and I meet with my children, so I can't meet with my siblings and all those people anymore because I have something else that God's invited me into that place of letting go of those things we've held on to from the past. But our eyes have to be on the Lord, looking to Him, listening and trusting God to lead us. And so I'm inviting you to join me on this journey. I'm on this journey with you. This isn't a, a message or a series of messages I'm preaching that I've done. They are ones that I'm aspiring to be by surrendering to the Lord. And so I invite you to join me on the journey of seeking more clarity from God's perspective, as we start 2021. Early last year, I sat with the concept of clarity, and this is what came to my mind as a way of defining this more clearly. It's, a still, it's still a work in process, process, and that is that clarity is a way of seeing, and I, you could put all these in quotation marks because they're not the way we think of it, seeing, hearing, and listening, because you can hear something, like sometimes Brenda's talking to me and I'm either focused on the football game or something else. I'm hearing her, but I'm not really listening. Something else is distracting me from really grabbing what it is that God is doing. So seeing, hearing, listening, and perceiving in the spirit with keen sensitivity regarding what God is doing in this time. It's 2021, folks. It's the time of the Lord for this congregation, for what God wants to do. We just don't know what it is yet. We might have some ideas, but we don't know yet. And so that means that it becomes squirmy. Like, what is that going to mean? How must we change? Who will we become? There's only one who knows that. That's God. But the primary focus is not on gathering more information. This is the Western way of thinking. Get another book. Read another book. Get more information. Get the latest program and do that. and It's going to change you. The only one that can change you is the Spirit of God present with you, inviting you into a space and place where he allows you to see your heart it's imperfections. And in the midst of that, he still says to you, I love you. And I'm drawing you into a new place. We'll continue to keep coming back to that uh, definition. Like I said, it's a work in progress. But this morning, we want to spend some time with presence. Presence, as I, as I drafted these things and kind of took a new look at it, was simply experiencing God's deep love and growing in your, our capacity to sense, know, and encounter God's presence in our daily lives. That's what it is. It is the awareness that there is a God. He's present and he's inviting us into a place of connection. Into that place of connecting with God. We could say that it's it's having it been said of us that God is with us. And we'll talk about Moses a little bit later because Moses was one of those ones who wanted God with him. He wanted God's presence uh, in all that he did. But how does one learn about God's presence? How does one... Become awake or be awakened to the presence of God who is already here. It's not that God hasn't been here among us. He has, and there's been seasons of time of great movement of the Spirit, and the Spirit is still active right here in this place. Even as we sang this morning for, for those of us who were here and, and and had an opportunity simply to as as leading worship and, and and preaching, that sense of the presence of God here and in each each, each house, each room where, where we were gathered today. It's, 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 it's empowered by developing helpful practices that support our awakening. And there's two practices I think for myself. One is coming back from Bulgaria, probably was jet lag, but an, a year and a half later, jet lag of getting up at 5 o'clock every morning or 5.15 every morning has to be the Lord working at new practices, not jet lag for a year. And that's been a helpful practice for me. That's not now descriptive. Every one of you should do like Overseer Keith and do the same thing. It's the way God activated something in me. And I think the other thing God's been teaching Brendan and myself for a long time is being aware of God's presence all the time, every day, and growing in that awareness. Whoever it is, whatever person it is that I'm connecting with at that time, being aware of God's presence there. The reality of the presence of God is it's, it's the times of prayer, the quietness, the listening. It's times of practicing the presence of God. And we could go into that more, but I don't have time. And I still have a long way to go, but this habit of practicing his presence has developed a new awareness of God's presence in my life throughout the day. And in 2021, how might God develop new ways for you and I to practice the presence, practice the presence of God? Every day. Practicing God's presence shifts from something in the way of our thinking. You see, too much of our experience in the church and in religious settings has, has taught us that we are to be good. And to be good, if we do it well, then we earn God's favor and God's love. By doing the right thing, then God will really love us. But is that true? It's God's love conditional on our doing all that he wants us to do. We could go into a theological one of that and and identify that wouldn't fit even with John 3.16 in the reference to the way that God loves the world. And so in that context, it connects with what Katrina shared last week week as she preached. um, and, And she was asking the Lord in preparation, you know, Lord, what is it that your people need to hear? And the response from God was, that I love them. You see, that's revelation. That's the presence of God coming where suddenly it stirs us emotionally even because we're like, God loves me. God loves you. And entering into 2021 with the heart of the presence of God is to say, where's the place where I encounter that at a new level? Do we understand that we are first loved and then out of that love encounter, we are transformed and made new through are walking with God in His presence, relating to God, walking with Him each day. We're being invited by God to live out this phrase from Katrina's message last week, that we're living loved rather than living to be loved. First John 3, 1-3, in the Passion paraphrase, says it this way, says it so well, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that He has lavished on us. He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize Him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become, but we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like Him, for we will see Him as He truly is. How do we enter into that truth? By growing in our awareness of God's presence and God's love. And that growing is by surrender, allowing God to reveal that to us rather than trying to figure it out up here. Growing in our awareness of God's presence every day, every minute of every day, that God is with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. I love the foreshadowing in the context of living in God's presence in the posture of the life of Moses. Uh, And I'd like to close simply with reading from Exodus 33, a familiar passage, but I found it fascinating as I studied it this week. Uh, If you have uh, a Bible with you, and particularly if you have the NIV with you, uh, being that that's the one I'm going to be reading from, I invite you to turn there, um, whether in your phones or in one of these things we call a Bible book. Um... Exodus 33, uh, starting in verse 7. And just listen with me to this particular passage. Now, Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to the tent, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. And while the Lord spoke with Moses, uh, would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance of his tent. And the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. And Moses said to the, to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send me, send with me and have said, I, I know your, you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face? Proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one will see me and live. And then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock, and when my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. And then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. I'm not going to expound any more on this particular passage. This is a space and a place for you to meditate on this week in Exodus 33, because there is so much here about presence, about encounter, about connection with God, that I invite you into that place. We'll be circling back to these, to these places and spaces, and right now I just want us to sit both with the Exodus passage and with these questions here before you, just for a, a, we'll start, move back into worship, worship team, come forward, and just silent reflect on one of these, around experiencing God's deep love. That's part of presence. Growing in your capacity to sense and uh, know and, and encounter God's presence in your daily life. And that God's promise to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. What is God saying to you? Let's just pause for a moment with that. Close with the song, um, I just have this one quote from uh, Meister Eckert that stirred me this week that I want also to be kind of a way of thinking this week. A way of being present with God, being present with one another. And The quote simply was this, the most important hour is the present. The most significant person is precisely the one sitting across from you right now. And the most necessary work is always love. Lord, I ask today, as we close in song, I ask that You would plant, by the power of the Spirit, you would plant that deep in our hearts, which is what you want to do, the seed of your presence at a new level. Would you do this this week in the ways we interact and connect with others and especially with you? And we'll give you all the praise and the glory because we want to know your presence and we want to know your presence going with us in all that we do. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray.